0: Stand your ground.
1: <laughs> Stay on your ground. If you take anything from this episode, just communicate with your in-laws or your mom, especially your mom.
0: You know, you know your baby best.
1: Absolutely, you are the expert. As okay. much as you're learning the baby, the baby is learning you. You are still the expert because you are the one that gave birth to that baby. Hello, I'm Tijani Musa,
0: and I'm Yasmin Musa, and this is how we're doing it.
1: Welcome to a how we're doing it. Here, we share stories about our journey and experiences of being first-generation college graduates, our family, buying our first home, moving across the country, and living a debt-free lifestyle. We do so in an authentic, fun, and educational way to help other first-generation immigrants with similar paths. So, today is an interesting topic. Today, Uh
0: we're talking about how to prepare for your newborn.
1: All right.
0: So you just delivered this beautiful baby, uh-huh. bringing it home. Mm-hmm. Now what? And then throughout this episode, we're going to drop, you know, some
1: gems on gems,
0: gems stories of our journey yes. and how that came about.
1: Yes, and this is not clinical because we're not doctors. No,
0: <laughs> and like a lot of this information we got from a class that we took yes. preparing to bring our newborn home Yes, um, when we were expecting. So yep.
1: Yep. It's a lot of great information. Absolutely, because I think as new parents, I guess depending on your insurance, right? Mm-hmm. You get to uh, have the opportunity to take a new parent's uh, classes paid by through your insurance company. And so Yasmin and I were fortunate to had to have had that opportunity where um her insurance company health insurance company uh gave us the opportunity to take that class and we learned a lot of lot of good information yeah. that helped us prepare uh even more so prepared for the baby uh post hospital.
0: Yeah. So um you know, depending on the type of birth that you have, mm-hmm. um, determines the amount of time that you'll be at the hospital, right? So, yes, a n- vaginal birth will be like twenty four to forty eight hours. Yes, and then if you have a cesarean birth, then that'll be forty eight to seventy two, and it's case by case because every experience is different. Yes. Um. So the first thing that we learned was that we were going to have pediatric visits after we left the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had one, our first visit was three to five days after the baby was born. Yes. And then we had a two-week checkup and then a one-month, a two-month, four-month, and then six, nine, 12, 14 to 15, 18 months, and then you don't have another one till two years.
1: <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're throwing jams on jams. Let's remind the listener What? Yasmin is throwing dates and appointments. (laughs) You need to get a piece of paper. Pause. Get a piece of paper. No,
0: it's just a baseline, though. Like, it's what to expect, They need to take
1: notes. This is is good stuff right here, (laughs) man. You can
0: rewind. You can rewind. All
1: right. Listen to Um, as many as you want. (laughs) Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So, that three to five days appointment, Mm -hmm. that first appointment will really be to determine the baby's weight, right? Because the baby is born at a certain weight. Right. And- Naturally, they lose some of that weight yes um after birth, and so the priority for the doctors and anybody caring for the baby is to get that baby back up to their birth weight yes um and for us, when for our first appointment after the three five to day appointment, we actually saw a pediatrician and then we also saw a lactation consultant yes um because she was the one that was helping us with the birth weight and everything else in between
1: yeah and the breast breastfeeding the
0: breastfeeding yeah it was really hard for us well breastfeeding is a mom's journey but yes for me it was very hard um because right after birth um i was diagnosed with flat nipples so uh-huh. that if you don't know what that means google it <laughs> 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 i don't know what how to explain it um but essentially, I had to use um like a nipple shield. Yes. And we had to do a bunch of things to try and get Jasmine to latch. Yes. And so we really needed the help of a lactation consultant to yeah. help us get there.
1: And luckily for us, it was provided by your insurance company yes. as well.
0: Yes. And I remember she saw me, oh gosh, within those first two weeks, I think she saw me like two or three she, it, it, it was at least three to four times i think
1: yeah she was flexible with us she was she really liked she us saw and, how yeah.
0: stressed i was yeah. it, i don't think it was just the fact that she liked us if we're being honest i think her job is to help families and she was really passionate about that yeah and she saw that i really wanted to breastfeed that was really important for me but we were really struggling also right and she's actually the person that shared with me that her daughter just could not do it and ended up just pumping. Right, right. I remember after my last appointment with her I left and I was like I'm just going to pump. I'm yeah. just going to pump and it's going to be okay.
1: And 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 just to underscore what what you were just saying, that journey of working with the lactation consultant is spectacularly stressful even for me just watching you how hard you were trying to make it work how hard you were putting your time into it it was it was stressful just watching you stress about it and it it, it was not an easy thing to see
0: yeah i mean feeding the baby became like um it was like a 1 45 minute to an hour journey because oh yeah first off we maybe we can talk a little bit more in depth about this but we ended up at the hospital we were using donor milk to feed her. Yes. Because I had nothing coming out. Like I was using the pump to stimulate the breast, but nothing was coming. So we were using donor milk during that time. And then once I finally got something, it still wasn't enough for the amount of milk that she needed. Mm-hmm. So we were having to continue um, supplementing with formula. Yes. And we were just adapting as we were going. We were learning, but it, it was a journey. It was quite a journey. I, I, I'd love to share it with our audience at some
1: point. Absolutely. And um, they can always, you know, contact us um, on our social media or send us an email to get in-depth information of what we learned um, during that time and then obviously to this point.
0: Yeah. But another thing that you need to keep in mind at that first appointment that you're going to have is you need to know how many wet diapers and how many bowel movements your baby's having per day. And you need to keep track of that. And it's really hard because during the day, you're busy, mm-hmm. t- exhausted from waking up around the clock in the middle of the night to do feedings um, from everything. E- you're just exhausted. Mm-hmm. So the best way that we kept track of that was using Huckleberry,
1: Yep, that we application. have mentioned before. Yeah, yep. it's a
0: great application. You can both log into it using the same info and whatever you, the mail, the guy puts in there, or whoever, right? whatever you put in there, it's going to pop up and everybody will be on the same Everybody page.
1: will see it. Yep. Yes. That, that's even, a great application. You can even
0: do like the nanny. Like I remember one time my sister watched our daughter. Yes. And we told her about the app. She downloaded it and she input information for us in there. Absolutely. And that was very helpful.
1: And we could see it li- uh, as she was inputting the information, even if we were away. We're able to follow up right. and see what's what's happening at the house. Yeah. Yep.
0: Going back to the breastfeeding part at the hospital or wherever you choose to have your baby, you are going to have to, um, if you want to breastfeed, they're going to ask you to put the baby on the breast at, during the first hour after birth. Yeah, and during those first three to five days, feeding is mostly to just have the baby poop and cleanse their GI tract. Mm-hmm. Um so for those that don't know, babies actually um poop black when yeah. they're born. Yep. Um it's the medical term for it, I believe, is meconium. Yeah. And it's going to that that bowel movement between days 1 and 2 is going to be basically black because they're cleaning their GI trapped yep. from chemicals or whatever. Them. Yeah. Yeah. All the nasty stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nasty. It was in your body, but they have to clean it out. Right. Then, days three to four, that diaper will be more um, transitional. The stool will be in between black and then whatever other color. Yes. Um, I do know for breastfed babies that it. The stool tends to look watery, kind of like there's seeds in it in it, yeah, and then it has like a yellowish tint right. to it, right, so the baby stomach day one, it's the size of a cherry about day two, it's the size of a walnut, and then one week will be the size of an apricot, and then one month will be the size of a large egg
1: that's that thank you for for that <laughs> reference that that helps a lot
0: <laughs> um. And then when the baby's hungry, the baby's going to give you cues. So it's going to turn your head towards the head towards the breast. It's going to open the lips. Mm -hmm. The baby's going to look more alert. Yes. Crying is the last sign.
1: They try to grub.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I've also heard you can look at like their fist um, because sometimes that'll clue you.
1: Yeah. They're trying to knock you out if you don't feed them. Mm -hmm. Is that... (laughs) They came out the they they came out the womb, ready to eat, so
0: so when they're clench their fists, that uh-huh. means that they're hungry, okay, yeah, so look for those type of signs before the crying comes around
1: yeah and and as for new parents this this is not something like you have to like be overwhelmed about because you learn your baby once you get home, you'll learn your baby, you'll know what signs means what and as you spend more time with the baby trust me you get to know that baby so well and whatever they do you know exactly what they need from you
0: mhm now if you're feeding your bottle feeding your baby know that you're not supposed to give it cow milk until the baby is 12 months old um and also don't use the microwave to heat liquids for the baby. No, um, no, no. Microwave yep. stay away from create that. Create hot spots and those hot spots could burn the baby. Yeah.
1: And the baby can not communicate, so it's uh it's very dangerous. Uh we definitely recommend buying those uh uh bottle warmers.
0: Oh yes. And uh and, and, and use best in a good one, yes. Absolutely. Um, To clean those bottles, you want to make sure that you wash them in hot soapy water using a bottle and nipple brush Yep. and you rinse and air dry them. They actually recommend that you don't put them in the sink, that you buy um some type of basin or bowl to keep those bottles in.
1: Separate from your dishes.
0: Yes, yeah, separate from your dishes and that you constantly clean that bowl as well.
1: Yes, very important.
0: You St- just don't want to get the baby sick.
1: Yep. Anything that you do, your goal is to protect that baby because they're so young and so delicate, there isn't any medication that they can give them at, around that time. So your goal is to protect them from germs and whatever you do is protect them for those few weeks that they're with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So babies should not have any solid food or any type of cereal until they're about six months
1: old. Yeah, that's serious. Because they can't they, they can't digest anything
0: mm-hmm. at
1: that age. So
0: breast milk is all they need or formula. Like that's yeah. what it's made for.
1: Not even water. You can't even give them yeah, no, regular I, water. That was my
0: next point. You yeah. shouldn't even give them water, no type of other liquids. Right. Until um six months. And then honey. You're not supposed to give a baby honey until they are age one. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's something about the way that their their body's not handle made to process it yet.
1: Yeah, and and the honey thing, obviously, you're not gonna go buy like a, a honey bottle and and give it to the kids. It's the things that you you give the babies, like Zarbies. Zarbies is 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 a, is a supplement that kids take, right? Like medicine that mm-hmm. young kids take. And the Zarbies, they have um, ones that have honey, and then they they have the other ones that have that that don't have honey. So that's that's the reason why we're bringing up honey. So. It's not like you're gonna go buy a honey bottle and give it to the baby, but just watch out the things that you buy the supplements, all those things that that are uh babies appropriate at the time. I have
0: heard that culturally though, like some cultures will are will think that it's okay to give the baby honey, like if you give them a little bit of water, put some honey in it to sweeten it up for them hmm. so yeah, I don't know. I, I do I will say like culturally too like my mom thought oh the baby's thirsty the baby needs water
1: right right
0: and because she grew up giving me and my sister water and you know
1: yeah she, those conflicts will come up for sure
0: she thinks um that's that's how she raised us yeah. and we turned out fine so it's okay but you know you you have to share oh no like the pediatrician told us. Actually, not to do that because water is empty calories for the baby. And babies don't need water. They just need breast milk or
1: formula. Absolutely.
0: Stay on your ground.
1: (laughs) Stay on your ground. If you take anything from this episode, just communicate with your in-laws or your mom, especially your mom.
0: You know know your baby best.
1: Absolutely. You are the expert. As much as you're learning the baby, the baby is learning you. You are still the expert because you are the one that gave birth to that baby. I
0: remember like one of our first few nights at home, my mom heard the baby crying and she was like, oh, I think the baby has colic. Let me make her a little tea. (laughs) It was like an herbal tea. I don't remember exactly what herb it was at this point, but she made the baby an herbal tea. And I told you, I was like, oh, my mom made the baby tea for her to have. And you were like, no,
1: (laughs) (laughs) because that's that's how she treats you. You get a little cough, she wants to make you atole, she wants to make you tea, she wants to make you all these things. My ginger tea, yeah. That's how she treats you. So now she thinks she could basically do the same thing for yeah. a newborn baby.
0: Your solution was like, maybe you should drink it. And then I actually did drink it. And we're like, in our heads, it was like, well, if I'm drinking it, the baby's drinking it too, because I'm going to pass it to her through the breast milk. <laughs>
1: Logically speaking, right? (laughs) Right.
0: I didn't have the heart to tell her I didn't give her the tea. She wasn't hovering, waiting for me to give it to her. She made it, left it, and then you know,
1: yeah, you just you just have to appreciate those uh gestures from from your mom because she was super, super duper helpful. So we're grateful for her help.
0: So during your time when you bring the baby home, cuddle the baby hold the baby there's no such thing as cuddling a baby too much right there is no such thing as you're spoiling the baby by holding it for too long no it's a baby
1: that's what they need
0: that's what they need literally skin to skin matter of fact just be topless as as topless as you can be for as long as you can be
1: yeah it's like very important for the baby yeah we can't stress that enough very very important because i remember when you give birth and they handed me the baby that's the first thing because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what to do. So I said, okay, the worst that I could do right now is take off my shirt and put the baby on my chest. Mm-hmm. Let the baby rest until you come to us. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did for like a good whatever minutes until you came. Mm-hmm. So skin to skin is very important for the baby at that age.
0: Absolutely. And then other things you can do with the baby, rock the baby, sing to the baby, talk to the baby, read books to the baby. It's going to be sleeping most of the time, honestly, because that's, that's what they do as newborns. It's a very peaceful time when they're yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Um. But, you know, you also want to interact with them and um, talk to them <laughs> and get to know them. Like, one big thing that my sister told me after I had Jasmine is... You need to get to know her like she's a little human being that you just met. Right. So you need to get to know her. And at the time I was having a really hard time because I felt like I wasn't bonding with her. Right. And and this goes into there's a backstory to it. I had a Mm C-section. And with the C-section, I stayed in the operating room while they were fixing me up. And you and Jasleen left. Right. Um. And that's during the time that you had her and you were doing skin to skin, right? Like yeah. I'm still finishing my surgery up. Right. And you you were with her during that time. Right. And to me, this is all part of postpartum and all the things, the emotions and everything that comes with childbirth. Yeah. I felt like because I missed out on those 30 minutes that i didn't have a big bond with my baby right and i was really struggling and my sister was like look that's okay like she she just came into your life three days ago right it's okay for you to not know her for you to feel like you don't have a bond with her yet right she she reminded me that jasmine knows who i am because of the sound of my heart right and my scent right, and my voice, like all those things she knows who I am, right, just because she wasn't with me during those thirty minutes doesn't mean that she doesn't know that I was the one that carried her right, and that was really important for me, and I needed to hear that i I'm sure you probably had said it before, but hearing it from another person, and especially another mom, is yeah. really important for me of course so as a mom, just enjoy your precious little baby hold it cuddle it take all that time off that you need just take full advantage of other people doing stuff for you you yes. don't need to be the one cleaning or cooking no 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 rest. this
1: is the time you don't have to be a superwoman no
0: no not at all just <laughs> yeah. be with be your needy. baby yes be needy yeah. people to go get you things and do it's things okay. for you it's but okay. you hold that baby yes and you bond with this baby and you Loving that baby and do whatever you want to do with that baby. Watch TV with the baby. Whatever you want to do, it's your baby. It's okay and it's okay. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I wish I could go back and tell myself that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. Now, now we can, we can help the next, the yeah, next mom.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is bathing. So. <laughs> three tips assemble all the items you need before you start the bath Mm -hmm. and you're gonna need to do sponge baths until the umbilical cord falls off the baby Mm -hmm. and always support the baby's head and neck with your hand during bath time
1: so i hear you giggling
0: (laughs) because that's not how it went
1: okay seems like you have a story to tell
0: because i remember oh my god her first sponge bath was a nightmare and it was my fault it was my fault because Mm -hmm. i was i didn't prepare properly i literally grabbed the baby bathtub i placed it on top of our dining table right and i had warm water Mm
1: -hmm. and i
0: was like okay i'm gonna give her a bath and you were like are you sure? Do you know how to do it?
1: <laughs> and I was like,
0: yeah, I'm just going to use my mother's intuition.
1: <laughs> I remember that.
0: I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't think I had it. I don't think I have it yet.
1: It was it was it was on internship.
0: Oh my god. The baby was screaming cuz think about it. I put her in the middle of the kitchen in the middle of a basement. She's cold?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's. She left her warm. She, so, her, right. Yeah. Her
0: her warm onesie and her warm blankets yeah. to be completely naked and wet and cold.
1: She was probably scared. She, like, probably. Probably thought she was going to get drowned so or something. So, of
0: course, my mom yeah. comes downstairs. And, guys, thank God for that because she came down and she helped and she cleaned
1: mom on the rescue
0: mom to the rescue she held the baby just right she knew to you know avoid the umbilical cord area and she knew what to do and then after she afterwards you know i wrap her in the towel i take jazaline away to go get her changed into the pajamas and my mom stays to clean up from bath turns out i hadn't even closed the water seal on the mm-hmm. little bathtub and water was spilling onto <laughs> our floor,
1: <laughs> our
0: kitchen floor.
1: And we had a and tiny. I had no idea. We had a tiny space.
0: And it was a sponge bath. I guess I didn't expect to for that much water to come. Yeah, You know, <laughs> but enough did that it cost a mess. And thank God for mom's mom helped me clean up. And I just focused on the baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow what a, but, you know
0: just be prepared
1: what a time you yes
0: maybe look at a video i would if i could go back i would look at a video
1: go to youtube university mm-hmm. get some videos over there ask questions at the hospital all those type of things because at the hospital they they, they came and got her and they went and cleaned her so i was there
0: you saw that yeah i, I saw know.
1: them doing it because you were still in medication so i saw them doing it so mm-hmm. that's the reason why I had asked you are, you, are you sure you want to do this?
0: Yeah, I hadn't even seen Yeah, you hadn't happened. seen that, yeah. Why didn't you step in?
1: I, I, I went... Wanted... Wait, hold on. Mother's intuition, remember?
0: Whatever, bro. <laughs> should have been like, nope, my father' intuition is telling me to help you.
1: I ain't got none at mm-hmm. the time.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, my next point is make sure you wash all of the baby's new clothes before you use them mm-hmm. on the baby. Avoid using powders and scented lotions. Yes. For when it comes to diapering, the baby will probably go through about eight to 10 diapers per day. Oh, yes. Always make sure you wipe from the front to the back. Mm-hmm. And it's very common for the baby to have bowel movement after each feeding.
1: Yes. And and, and the, the diaper thing, I just want to emphasize, you need to be changing the diapers regularly. Yeah. Because it's, it, so easy for the baby to get rashes so oh yes they're make so sure you, delicate yeah make sure you change diapers regularly and it's very very important to keep them dry and clean so
0: so i have a little diaper chart here that i want to share because on days 1 to 2 you should expect about 1 to 2 wet diapers yeah and then 1 to 2 diapers that are dirty with stool yes on days 3 to 4 it's about three to five wet diapers and three to four dirty diapers. Day and then day five to about six weeks, you'll have six to eight wet diapers uh-huh. per day. This is per day. And then three to six dirty diapers per day. Okay. So for all of these. And then remember day one to two, you're gonna have that black poop. Days three to four, it'll be transitional poop. And then day five to six will be Yellowish if you're breastfeeding the baby, yeah, kind of it looks like s- there's seeds in there, yeah, to me, it looked like pumpkin
1: seeds and <laughs> and and you need to know these colors because it's likely that they will ask you, the pediatrician will ask you at your appointment, so how many times did the baby go? What does the poop look like that's that's the reason why we know this information because we recorded it,
0: and then i I love Huckleberry because you can put in the color. You can put in the, whether it was pee or poo or mixed, yeah, or if it the diaper was dry that app is really you good. have the details of was it a little poop, a medium poop, or a big poop, yeah, you can put the color, yes, and you can choose the consistency, solid, loose, runny, mucousy, hard pebbles or diarrhea, yes, and you can even enable if the baby had diaper rash, you can enable it, and yes. then. You know, I guess you could add in there if the baby had medication for the diaper rash. But I just, I love it.
1: It's a great app because when we it's get good. to the hospital for for uh for to the pediatrician for appointments, we were looking at that app to give the the data and information that was requested from the pediatrician. So that's it's a great. It's definitely and, and good it's app. It's not
0: even. Um, the diapers like you can put in there once your baby's old enough for solids you can do information on that yeah well, feedings whether it's breast milk or formula you can go in there um you can change from nursing to bottle it can even help be use it as like a timer for when you're nursing yeah you can put in the baby's sleep you can put in um when the baby starts potty training oh yeah you can add information on how long they sat where they did they have an accident? That that was that would be a great resource for when you're potty training. Oh yeah, you can put medicine, which is super important. Yeah. track growth, track temperature as well, and then they have yes. an area for like activities such as the baby did bath, tummy time, story time, screen time, skin to skin, outdoor play, indoor play. They brushed their teeth. Honestly, I love the app.
1: The way you're breaking it down. They
0: should sponsor us.
1: That's right. I was going to yes. say, you sounded like an ambassador for the app, and you sounded like they're sponsoring this episode, but they're not Maybe sponsoring this episode. They, can. they didn't mm. even know we're recording this episode about them. <laughs> so we're just doing you a solid because we want you to progress and be at a better place than we started, so absolutely, yeah. We want to put you at a better place than we started, so yeah. this is why.
0: And then another thing to keep in mind is the baby's sleep pattern. So the baby should sleep between two to four hours. Yes. In the first two weeks, do not let your baby sleep more than four hours. Remember when Tajani was talking about the baby's stomach? Yeah. Need, you know, only being so small, and the baby needing to wake up.
1: Yeah, most likely they eat. will wake up to eat. Yeah. So, but
0: don't let them sleep for more than four hours. Yes. Um. If you're interested in crib safety information, make sure you look at the Federal and American Society for testing and materials Yes. Um, for guidelines. Car seat. You should have purchased your car seat by the time you go to the hospital yes. or wherever you choose to have your baby. And the car, you need to know how to strap the baby onto the car seat.
1: Yeah, you mostly... I mean, when you get to the hospital, first you're going to leave it in the car. But be, by the time you leave the hospital... You're likely going to take it from the car, bring it to them, and they will help you um, basically train you on how to use it.
0: They just make sure you know how to properly adjust the car seat on the baby. Yep. Uh, A lot of times the upper band, the upper latch. The
1: strap, yes.
0: The upper strap. Thank you. Yep. Um, Parents tend to place it much lower than it should be. Right. Actually needs to be leveled with the baby's collar.
1: Yes. And a little bit tighter mm-hmm the the latch the 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 belt itself needs to be a little bit tighter mm-hmm. so that the baby does and
0: those nurses are trained to like help you yeah adjust it properly yes and know how, what you need to do so yeah. definitely take advantage of that
1: yep absolutely
0: um now some signs of a sick baby if the baby's skin or the whites of the eyes are tinted yellow
1: uh-huh. That's something
0: to look out for. If your baby refuses to eat three feedings in a row. Yes. Or if their rectal temperature is above 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Yes. That's a high fever right there. So mm-hmm. you should definitely contact the pediatrician. And contact
0: the- someone. Yeah. Yep. yep right Get away. Get your baby some help. Um, Our baby. So when our baby was born, she actually had um, ya- jaundice. Yes um her skin was yellowish and so the first night in the hospital they were like we're just going to monitor her levels yes second night second day really um her levels hadn't changed too much and so they offered um to do what was it uv light
1: yeah yeah uv light green light and then she just sleep
0: yeah so they it. placed her under the light yeah. The hardest part is that she needed to be fully uncovered, yes, so she was cold, yes, and that
1: was very difficult and hard to to see, and
0: her eyes needed to be covered to protect her from the
1: light, yeah. and
0: so she, she was uncomfortable, yes, she you know, I think,
1: and there weren't anything that we could do because it it's for her safety as well, yeah. so it was it was difficult for us
0: now, her first night at the hospital, she had slept so well, oh yeah, and then the second night you know she's in this incubator with the uv light underneath her and she was barely sleeping it was a very hard night for all of us and i remember telling the nurse about it and she was like you need to know that this is normal for babies babies that are not under uv light and babies that are under are going to react the same way the second night the right. first night they're exhausted they just went through this major life change yeah. by coming out of you yeah by the second night it's a different story. Yeah, they, they're like
1: they—they're they, getting comfortable.
0: They're not comfortable yet. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. oh, they're not yeah. comfortable yet, and yeah. so they're still adapting, and they're gonna have a oh, hard time. Yeah, because time. They,
1: they just left a safety net, a, a safety nest, and all of a sudden now they're in this world mm-hmm. with all this commotion, this noise, this temperatures, and everything like that. So I can see how that could be uncomfortable. Yeah, and just going back on the sleep when the baby is down. You are down. When the baby I think is that's resting. That's very
0: unrealistic, though.
1: That is true. For being real. There are things that you need to be taking care of when the baby is asleep. So, but I
0: think that was like one of the hardest things to do. You yeah. know, they say, like, oh, when the baby's sleeping, you should be sleeping too. And to me, it was like, oh, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because facts, it, facts. it's
0: just very unrealistic. Yeah. Like I needed to wash bottles. I needed to use the bathroom. I needed to eat for your own
1: time.
0: Yes. That's I needed to, Yes, I need to sleep, but I also need to eat. And I also need to have my own time to go use the bathroom. Preach take that. Shower, Preach it. And I need my own time to I don't even just, know. Just, you
1: just breathe. yeah You just need to breathe. And how could you be breathing when you're sleeping?
0: Literally. And I love sleeping. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I trust. love my sleep. Trust. I will sleep if I as much as I can. But during my wife will time, sleep the whole time, when people would tell me, oh, I'm sleeping, the baby sleeps, it was like, man, if I could get a penny for every time somebody says that, <laughs> if I could get a slap in, I will definitely do it.
1: You'll probably be retired right now. Literally. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> I, I think... It, my favorite phrase to say when I'm really frustrated is, I'm going to start swinging. Oh, yeah. No, I never really start swinging. And if I do, it's at the air, not at anybody.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: But, <laughs> but
1: I think you, I use it gotta run. Times. When she says that, you got to run. Because if you don't run, when she's swinging at the air, it might mess around and hit I you. I remember
0: so. telling you one day, if I hear another person tell me, sleep when the baby sleeps, I'm going to start swinging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god.
0: Great times.
1: Absolutely. So, do you have any other tips? Oh, another thing that when we were talking about feeding, definitely also put emphasis on burping the baby. Yes. After you feed, burp the baby to release all the reflexes and everything like that. That's important too. Mm. Anything else you got before no, we wrap this up?
0: I think this was a really good episode. It was very informational. Looking yeah. back, you know, and on- Gosh, been there done that. Yeah, 2 years later. Yeah. It, it feels surreal.
1: Yeah, this is information that even even with all the research that you did, the, all the research research that we did, right? This is information that you learn on the job. And so now we're grateful that we're able to share this knowledge with you so that at least you'll be starting at a different, you know, starting point. Then we did.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We love to pass on that wisdom.
1: That's that's what that's what we do. Thank you. This You're was welcome. nice. Oh yeah. Let's let's stop right here. Thank you for listening to another episode of How We're Doing It. We want to hear from you. Contact us at at gmail.com or leave a comment. If you like the show, consider subscribing in order to get notified of new episodes. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again on the next Episode.
0: Take Mama. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.